it's lights out, and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. Now let's start the show. Get the final downshift for the start of the show. Indeed, we're back with another episode of An American's Guide to Formula One. I'm your host, Andy Lewis. Not currently joined via the phone or in person by Papa T-Sauce this week, but it's okay. We got a real special guest for you on the pod today. My good buddy, Maddie Patterson, is in the studio live. Hi, Matt. Hello, hello. So me and Matt actually watched the Spanish Grand Prix together, and I was like, and we've been talking about getting him on the pod for a while now. Uh, Matt's a big fan of the podcast and, like, uh, actually one of our biggest supporters and critiquers. He always sends me notes, uh, <laughs> always trying to make the pod better, and I love him for it. Um, another tie to the podcast is uh, you remember our special guest, Jimmy Reed, that we had on last season is actually Matt's uncle, and the re- Matt is the reason why we got Jimmy on the pod, so I have to inevitably thank you for that as well. Oh, man. He is terrific. Glad we could match you guys up. He's the best. Um, <laughs> That's true. Shout out, Jimmy, because I'm I'm pretty sure you're listening. You listen to a lot of episodes, I know. Um, thanks for the magazines. They're awesome. I've been enjoying them. And uh, so just, just a welcome to the An American's Guide to Formula One podcast. I have a couple of questions for you Thank so you. that we Thank can kind of get to know you. And then we'll jump right into uh, the very exciting, uh, not anticipated to be exciting, but the very exciting Catalonia Grand Prix of Spain. Yeah, that was, that was something, huh? So leave them wanting great. more. So Matt, um, when did you get into Formula One? What got you into Formula One? Oh man, Formula One as it is now, uh, pretty recently, probably the drive to survive kind of helped spark that, but it's, you know, with Jimmy, it's always been a part of my life. You know, we'd be visiting the grandparents and jimmy'd be there and be like oh well i, I gotta go out, watch the race and i'll, I'll be right back well, yeah you know, or you can come watch too you know <laughs> so it's it's just always been a part of my life and uh were you like me did you ever have a rebellious phase against the sport like i remember my dad would be like trying to convince me it's what i do now too like convincing people of its merit and why it's so cool <laughs> and i'd be like whatever we should guess it's just stupid. Yeah, no, it was always fringe for me. It was never kind of in my face or anything that I followed. It was just, you know, around. I was around it. I yeah. guess I was exposed to it, and there was no pressure. And, that, you know, I, I've always been a car guy. Love yeah. cars. I've worked at car dealerships in high school, and just everything about it is terrific. So Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> World champions. Love yeah. following the champions. And then uh, for everybody, we, we always – we're very transparent here on an american's guide i'm sure as you know so who who's your who who are you rooting for who's your who's your team and who's your drivers oh that is so we can we can detect your biases later on in our reporting that's a tough question i mean you know coming into the season i think you know you want to see lewis win and now that looks like a huge challenge like that's just yeah (laughs) a large mountain to climb at this point but you know it's math. It's possible, but not probable. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Charles, obviously, is a terrific driver. Max is a terrific driver. You know, so many Is there anybody talents. you said from Drive to Survive? I think that's also such a cool, it's a cool time to to become a fan of the sport because we have more and more insight to actually the people behind the car and under the helmet that we've ever had. And for me, there's been, like, people where I'm, like, I have been a fan of their driving ability and skill. and But then sometimes their personality gets in the way of me liking them <laughs> completely or enhances me. Sure. Like, so, so like who, for a prime example, would be, like, Ricardo, where I'm, like, man, I, I love the guy. He's so cool. And I, I think he's such an, a great and important person and figure for the sport. But, man, his driving ability is really letting yeah. me down. It's hard to be. Danny like Rick is a phenomenal character. If you don't like Danny Rick, I I don't know what to say to you. That guy just, yeah, he's the light in the room in every yeah. room, you know, all the time. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of characters that are very interesting. There's quieter characters. I'm sure Valtteri Botas, favorite driver. I, well, lo- I know, love that. You know. He's yeah. so talented. He's so talented, man. And he yeah. just had to, you know support lewis 
for all those championships. I mean, he is just one of the most talented drivers in the field and just, you know, doesn't have the equipment to maybe put him first or whatever, but that's that's how it goes. Alonso, another phenomenal driver, you know. Uh, Vettel, great drivers. So Cool. That's a very uh, diplomatic way of dodging my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're asking, like, other drivers that I like. and, and Yeah, yeah, that's and fine. Like that. Do you have a favorite livery this year, a favorite car? I know me and my dad are quite fond of the Alfa. I like the Alfa. And the, the Alpha Williams. is nice. I, I really do like Ferrari. I think they did a really nice job of uh, the color choice on that. Mm. It's a little deeper, a little richer. I think Yeah. I, I kind of had this feeling that Ferrari was going to put together a big... I think Dog, they have like eight years. reds. They have eight reds. I think that like I mean like actual categorically named. You know like there's like Rosso Corsa. Oh sure. I think they have, they have a ton of different official Ferrari reds. <laughs> sure. And they all like I'm sure the Ferrari nerds out there are like that's not Corsa Rosso Corsa. That's <laughs> of course. But, of course. <laughs> um, they they all have like a, a an era usually associated with them as well. And I know that because like I think it was 2020. They did that anniversary. I think it was at Portimao, and it was like the seven. It was like the fifty-year car or seventy-five-year car or whatever, and it was like a to the the color of that. Great, great. <laughs> but yeah, they they have a lot of red. <laughs> yeah, For, Ferrari knows how to make things extra special. There's, right. There's definitely um, a history of them making phenomenal cars and then taking it one step further for like a speciale, you know, one-offs. Oh, show. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into yeah. the very exciting, actually. Like, I was ready for a snooze fest. Really? Typically, well, typically, when you have a track like Spain, that's a, a relatively older, more abrasive surface, a high downforce surface, and then uncharacteristically, like, especially this season, a very warm circuit, it tends to be a tire management race. Yeah. And tire management races are not the most interesting races. <laughs> yeah. E- either way, I was still ready for it. Yeah. Exciting Formula One. Yeah. Um, I think we're just in a good season. We're, we're in a great era of the sport where it's like each season, I'm like, well, it can't be this good again next year. And then it's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think we're on the cusp. Like a lot of the hints from this race, from this race might give a new dynamic to the to the season too like it we had a like i was not expecting the constructors and drivers positions to change i was not expecting mercedes to come with what they came with oh i was i Um, I was ready well i'd love to know where you got your insight from (laughs) the tea leaves leaves. leaves. yeah um so pouring let, over the data let's dive right in if you're going to follow along with us if you want or you just want to know how <laughs> we're going to go this episode we're going to just go down like we have been in the last couple of episodes we're going to go in in um ascending race order so from first down to last um we're just kind of talk about how the race unfolds and then we'll give you some news updates at the end and of course stick around for uh your your moment with martin to close us out so um uh yeah. So how did Max win the race? Uh he went the fastest. <laughs> Thanks, Kimmy. <laughs> uh really didn't expect that. Didn't see that coming. I mean, if you were to ask me on what lap eleven who's gonna win the race, yeah. I was like, Man, well it's gonna be Leclerc by a half a yeah. minute. He was running away from the pack. I think it was like lap eleven. He had ten and a half seconds or something on the rest of the field. That's and a he margin. was just running away. Running away. Just running away. See you later. When did Max spin? What lap was that then Max got caught that out? That was too early, I think. Let's see. Yeah. Did I have notes on that? It was that same lap, uh, turn four, I want to say. That that was that turn for sure. Uh, uh, lap nine. Lap Often nine. Gravel, yeah. So turn that, four with that's, the a, wind, that's an account. Wind. I think he lost two places during that off. <sighs> I was so shocked at that. So I'm going to steal from the race, which I usually do. Thank you guys. You guys are amazing. <laughs> I know you're not listening to this. That's the other podcast. Yeah, they're it's my favorite podcast. <laughs> but they and and it, but it, it was just such a good thing that I had to do it here on this podcast. Is when was the last time you saw Max make an unforced error? Yeah, that's rare, right? He either goes for it, like he's made mistakes, right? And he's done some questionable things recently, last year. Sure, sure. but. When was he? When did? When has he made an error? 
where he has caused himself to leave the track or lose position. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of that. The only things that I can think of are just um, uh, uh, track limits yeah. incidences. Yep, sure. But I, I mean, you have to. I have to go back to Brazil in the wet, and he was a you know. To 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 really, I, I I really am struggling to remember an error, and that just really should speak to. I don't. I'm not the hugest Max fan, but he is an he is undeniably. He is a phenomenal talent. Yeah, as a driver. He's a great racing driver, and so it was so <laughs> odd and shocking to see him. Yeah. Make that error, and I'm. But it also is good that he did. It it, it highlighted that that how windy and how gusty those sure. that track or For that sure. that turn was. And yep. it, it also gave some breathing room to poor Carlos Sainz. For sure. Because I, I, I remember when I was watching, when we were watching it, I was like, what the hell is happening with Sainz? And then it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's not it's not specifically Sainz. And then to see Max do it, it really was like, oh, okay, it's the win. But it's yeah, like, it did feel that way with Sainz. You know, you, you see a few races where he's going off and some of them are not his fault. And then all of a sudden you see this and you're thinking, okay. Where where is he going to get back on track? Is it is it going to be this weekend? Maybe not. So, I was, we we're going to talk about this a little later, but I feel like this is the right time. Is that I was listening and like and talking about this and thinking about this with with T Sauce actually earlier on is, um, and it was also I was listening to the Beyond the Grid with Alex Albon, and he made a really good point where he says we're not thinking when we're right racing the car. <laughs> yeah. Like we you have to get to the point in a Formula 1 car. You don't have time to think. Just reaction. It's 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 just being. Like you are just there and you're feeling it and it's there and science has been openly said, you know, that he's having to think. He's having to calculate how to drive that car fast. And credit to him because his pace is not off. But that's the difference between between a Leclerc, Leclerc and in a science or a Max and a Perez or like that 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 just you hear people talk about just that little bit of extra between good and great and or or it, and it doesn't even need to be come down, coming down to ability but just being able to feel at one and at peace yeah. and and comfortable in I the car I think it's more that you have to have the car set up the way you like it and well, I think right now he's struggling with setup to also. be able to extract the maximum Correct. Like, but if you're, if you're, if you, I mean, it's actually credit to him that if he's, he's on the pace that he's on, that's with the, with that, like I would say pseudo handicap, then what's going to happen if he can get to the place where he feels like he is comfortable in the car and can exploit his full potential? Oh yeah. I think we're going there with science. I, think I we're hope. See it. Carlos, you know, magnificent talent. I think he's had a few rough goes on some of these Grand Prix and I think, Hopefully they're to a point where they can set up the car in a way that he can just dial into it and just dig in. But I think that's the big difference right now is Leclerc is just he's he's more able to catch those little twitches, those little moments, and science is is not. He he's having he's operating he doesn't have enough bandwidth to to, to create catch the saves. Well sure. You know, and again I think he's more in tune with his with his car. I mean if you go back I think it was two weeks ago at Monaco where they had the classic Grand Prix. They ran the classic cars. I mean, Charles unfortunately crashed out, and I think it was Nicky Lotta's car, right? I, that was there was something <laughs> on the track though. They said oh, okay. there was like okay. a there had been a incident there earlier, ah. and it was like there was a slickness. Okay, okay, but yeah, well, it was still mind. like a priceless car that he <laughs> bent it into the wall. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time that, that car went into the wall. I think it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so getting back on track here, we. We also just have to talk about Max and how he came from where he was to finish first. Yeah, he's he's a phenomenal driver. I never count him out. Well, it also helps when you <laughs> have, when your teammates told to get out of your way twice. We too. can talk about that. I think, like, because let's be honest, he that's 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 a like they did. I, I feel like people are reacting to that and, and, and like, oh, they did Checo dirty and Checo should leave. He's not going to leave. He knows what he's in. No, I think that was probably the right decision. It Well, I mean, it's it's the decision that's going to happen, and I feel like they've been made that they've made that very clear. But I think why Perez was rightly 
saying we do need to discuss this is that on the radio they they say we're going to need you to to move aside here but it'll come back to us later sure this will be this will come back we'll get the position back this is just a um and then and then it didn't yeah. and then instead yeah. of it coming back he actually had to do it again <laughs> and and actually um horner said and fuck you horner I, I don't like quoting you but you're accurate is like he said it would be more concerning if the driver didn't care yeah, and like, that's that's my thought. I mean, he's a competitor. Checo's a competitor. He's a professional. Everybody out there wants to win. Yeah. And probably nobody nobody more than Checo with the right equipment that he could win a world champion, right? But you also... Uh, championship. Yeah, you also <laughs> don't spend 10 years in Formula One without understanding how Formula One works. Yeah, yeah. It's very political. And he... I, I mean, let's be real. Without Red Bull, without the the seat that he has and he's currently driving in, he would be sitting in retirement right now right. or in Indy or some other lesser category of motorsport. But instead he's at the current construct, uh, current, um, driver's championship, not constructors. I count myself, <laughs> but currently on the team that's leading the driver's championship and the constructor championship. And you're, getting more podiums than you've ever seen and have a chance to get race wins. There's so many good reasons that they swapped him. If, if they d- had not swapped him and he had won the race, uh, Charles would still be number one My in the driver's own. standings by yeah. one point. At, or, yeah, I think. By, no, look, I, yeah, I, he's fourth. A, a few Perez points, yeah. is, But that's also with... Um, if if Checo took first, he would have had 91 points, 13 shy. So, yeah. So it was it was smart for so many. But reasons. that's also you have to you have to account for both Max and Checo have had DNFs too. Right. And and the car is unreliable sometimes. So they just wanted to finish. They wanted it easy. They didn't want to struggle having two drivers fight each other. Well, there was no n- need for that. But the thing, my only beef was there was a moment, and I I'm I'm blanking on the exact times, but there was a moment where where Max was not due to his his DRS in, happening intermittently. <laughs> And him obviously being frustrated with that, but Checo was on four laps fresher tires, which we have to point out, he had the fresher tires because he made his tires last longer than Max's. Yep. And tire whisper. And he was coming up, he was closing the gap on him, and all he was saying is, "Let me go. I'm clearly faster than Max." Yeah, that was early. That was early. And there's no reason not to let the 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 rave the racer with the more potential not have a crack. And that's what he was he was chuffed about is that. There was, there was moments where he was clearly the faster car and actually could have made a a, a movement on, um, Russell. Yep. And Max was not being able. He's like, "Hey, my tires are fresher. <laughs> my DRS is working. Let me go." Yeah. And they really should have. Yeah. Um, I don't think Checo would have had. That was lap lap twenty six. I think Checo asking to get uh, Max out of the way. Yeah, and so seven lap old tires to uh, Max's eleven. Yeah. So, um, and we didn't know if he was on one stop at that point. Well, that, and that's, but that he, was the, he said that too. He said, in order for me to have won the race, I would have had to have been on the right strategy, which unfortunately in this race was the three stop strategy. Yeah. <laughs> we found and, that out the hard way. And yes, Perez did for those eagle eyes that are looking, well, Chaco did pit three times. <laughs> it wasn't his strategy though. They, and the end of the race, he had a free pit stop and they pitted him for, to get the fastest lap. Yeah. So he smoked that. Yeah. He beat and, Max by, I think, like 1.3 something. Yeah. Or, yeah. But he was on Max. fresh tires. Yep. And a lighter car. <laughs> Low, lower fuel. Yes. <laughs> he had gotten rid of the small child yeah. worth of fuel. Small child? <laughs> well, how about how about a large, obese adult? <laughs> what, 110 what, what, kilograms of yeah, fuel. What, what is that, pounds-wise? Well, double it, at least. Yeah. Jeez. So two hundred and twenty <laughs> was that twenty two pounds for forty five kilo? I have no idea. So anyway, um, so I think there was a couple of teams that really struggled with that strategy, and they were planning. I mean, they had planned to have Checo on the two stop, and you got to split strategies when you have the potential to have two cars in the front. Yeah, I can't imagine being on the same strategy for both drivers and then having it go wrong. And you then can't. Your whole you race just is can't done. do it. Yeah, yeah. Especially when <laughs> one of your drivers is it could could take the lead of the championship. Yeah. And of course they're going to protect Max's point lead. Like Max is to. their title fight. You have to. Yeah. I was really hoping that due to reliability there was going to be some lopsided reliability and they were going to have to abandon Max and choose Trekko. That, that would have been amazing. That would have been fun. 
Um, and it still could happen. Yeah. It, it, it could happen in the weirdest way where we could be actually watching a Russell Sainz battle yeah. for the championship. If, if Because we, we have to inevitably talk about how Leclerc did have reliability issues this race. That's what I'm thinking. And, it, it can happen to anyone at any time. so did Gasly. Gasly, oh, yeah. So those are two Ferrari. Was it Gasly? Uh, no, they're not Ferrari. Yeah, they are Ferrari. They so we had two two Ferrari power unit problems in this race alone. Joe was out uh, as well. That's that's Alpha. That's yeah. Ferrari <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the reliability could could become a, a very factor to that. I mean, it's been a factor this entire season thus far, but it could still have a major major influence on the championship. It's part of the sport. It is part, of the, part sport. of the sport. And I think it's it's never more a part of the sport when we're in these new eras or the start of these new eras. Oh, like the start of a new power plant or engine or something like or, that. Or about? aerodynamic regulations sure, like sure. what we're sitting in now is because everybody's figuring it out. Yeah. Like look at Mercedes. Yeah. Look at look at Alfa Romero. Look at Alpine. We're having these wild gap jumps between 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 practice and race day, that's been remarkable for me. Is, is seeing how you know the qualies and, and practice is just a totally different ball game than the race. That's just that's just highlighting how much they're still figuring it out. Because we have to remember the last time that they were at the like they have they even have more data at this track than any other track that they were that we're going to go to except for Bahrain, but we've already been there. <laughs> is because. Every time they go to a circuit, they're going to a new place technically. Like even if it is the same track that they went to last year and they have some comparable data, the surface is a year older, the temperature on that day could be different, the air pressure, the humidity, all of these have factors. And so and then from Friday to Saturday, what if a what if it's raining? What if it's hot? What if the weather, what a hot front moves in? What if it's particularly gusty on turn four? Yeah, that was you know? something like pilots that are listening to this podcast. Yeah. If we know any that when you're landing in a crosswind or yeah. like wind shear, kind of the same thing. These are basically just Well, I think Brundle said it during the race. He's like, if the wind gets you, there's nothing you're in these cars, there's nothing you're no, doing they're about so, it. They're such finely tuned machines. They that, are. I mean, aerodynamics <laughs> yeah. is is so much a part of that. And the second that the air is like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm in control here, actually. Yeah. Let me just flip you around here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a difficult challenge, but I mean, it's like there, there's, there's still so much that they're learning about these cars. And then as we see that, that, that can be day specific and track specific and turn specific. Yeah. I can't get over how hot that course was. It was pretty warm. 120 they said, degrees. Well, they said there were parts of of this the Spanish area there that was reporting, uh, you know, um, really like 50 degrees yeah. centigrade, 60 degrees. Yeah. yeah. But the in, in Un- the cockpit, unseasonably in the cockpit temperatures, these yeah. kids were just melting. Poor Norris. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> sure, sure. So we talked about Leclerc. Well, we have to. I, I mean, we we have to. Talk about Leclerc's quality lap. We, <laughs> okay. I mean, we, yeah, you want to talk about the the good and the great drivers? Yeah, this is a this is a prime example of of the difference between a good and a great driver. And Leclerc is a great driver. Um, let me just pull this up so I'm for sure <laughs> that I have it. You guys can all hear Cormac making his. Cormac isn't my dog, and I know you guys can hear it because I can hear it in my headphones. But he's he's getting a niche in. <laughs> Got a scratch. Um, so just to set the scene for you guys, we had Leclerc. I forget for the for the exact reason, but he had to abort his first. Um, f- oh no, it got deleted for track times. I'm pretty sure is what it was. Anyways, his first hot lap of Q3 didn't count, and uh, he had to go. He so he's only going to have one shot at a flying lap. Um, uh, in Q2, and he had to make it count. And so he did, For this is how it went. He had, in Q1, he had a 119.8. In Q2, he had, his fastest was a 119.6. And then when he had to make it happen, had to make it count, he comes out and runs a 118.7. That Unbelievable. Is, that is a second faster than the two previous fastest, second and a tenth. Unbelievable. 
just faster. Ripped that out. And just on the first try. Yep. <laughs> of that of that session. And that's just you I just just want you guys to think about like they're they're battling to find tenths of seconds. There's you know, between between him and Max's time, there's seven tenths there. Between Max and and uh science, there's only there's not even a tenth. Between George Russell and science, there's two tenths, you know? And he just went a second faster. I'll just beat him now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out there. Like that's go. what's really that's that's what's really bumming me out about the this power unit failure for Leclerc is that Leclerc was not only gonna win that race, he was going to comfortably and dominantly yeah, no, win. No that wonder race. that no wonder that failed. He just beat the tar out of it. And that and that really has some implications. They yeah. really do need to figure out why that failed because this is a very inopportune time to have to put a new engine so in. So that was the turbo uh something about the heat recovery system that Oh the MGH. Do you know how that works? Yeah. Do you know how that That's works? That's the MGUA. I have no idea. I think yeah. very, very smart you, engineers have. Yeah, no I was gonna idea. say you didn't help design that. Like that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a stipulation for yeah. getting VW into the sport is they're like, you gotta drop this MGUH thing, man. I'm not spending billions of dollars yeah. developing yeah. one of these. It things. just sounds so complicated. Like I had- on from where Mercedes is currently. So yes, they've so that's where you get the have. We're a, we're now a second of a lap faster, but Ferrari and Red Bull are a second and a half a lap faster than we were at the start. They beat both Ferraris. Mercedes beat both Ferraris. Well, <laughs> time. I'm I'm talking about their their fastest time they put down on the track, but yeah, sure. And there they, was they can do it. There was a big difference to to um, Russell and Hamilton's car setup. They too are splitting strategies. Lewis opted for a much quicker race pace car. And a slower quali car. Right. And it served him very well starting from the back and, of the pack. Well, but in the, and, and you saw that with George's car and why he was, he, I mean, he was a brilliant defense against Max. That was probably some of the best part of the race. That was a lot was, of fun. There four or five, and, six laps there where and, they were just dancing. And George definitely did not leave a car with <laughs> for, no. for Lewis. And it no. just, it just was so luckily that there was enough space that was more than a car width, but he did not leave a car width. Uh, but but I think Max, even looking back on it, said that was a good bit of fun. Well, as as fans and viewers, I think we were all pretty well served to not have Max have his DRS. Yes. It made it a lot more yes. fun. <laughs> Man, we still need to talk about why that wasn't working, too. We're that, jumping all over here. I uh, know, but that was so fun. Yeah. It was. Um, So I think if Lewis wouldn't have had his incident with Magnuson, which we need to talk about later on too. Um, I think he really could have been in in contention for podium. If not, I don't think he, not not a not a not a win. There's no way he was touching Leclerc if Leclerc didn't fall out. Yeah, but I, I, but easily second place. I mean, I mean, maybe a win if knowing that we had both retirements. But I don't know how that would have worked having George and Hamilton up there. We have yet to see that. It felt like a podium. At least it felt like. I mean, what? Let's talk about that for a second here. <laughs> what are they going to do inevitably when George and Lewis? Because they, they have to. They would have to protect George's points over Lewis's. He's nearly thirty points ahead of him right now. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a friend in LA who was asking me like, is is there a path still where where Lewis can win? And I was like, well, I mean, mathematically, ma- it's mathematically, possible. he can do it's it. It's possible, not probable. But, <laughs> You would have to say, why would Mercedes not put George as the favorite? Because he is the favorite. Oh, he's he way, hasn't he's finished way ahead points. He's more he's, reliable. He has not finished below fifth place this entire season. Yeah, in that car, he's far more reliable. He's he's in tune with his car. He's and, doing the best he can with that car. But Whereas Lewis has struggled, I think. But I do firmly believe that that Spain was the turning point for Lewis Hamilton this season. One hundred percent agree with you there. There was, and I mean, it, and it was an evolution over that race. You could hear a change in that person and that human being's voice and body language, and um, he, was, it, he was calling the team to retire the engine and to take care of the engine. Yeah, like on a slower pace, I assume, right? So, like, let's. Oh not. no, they were gonna. He if if they listened to Lewis, they were gonna bring that car and put it in the garage. And he was going to go. Oh, I see. The way I interpreted that was like, 
keep racing, but just don't don't beat on the car and just take it easy. No, 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 no. It would just be in the back, back, back to front in the garage, and <laughs> and I love that the team knows. They're like, no, press on. We think P eight is possible. Yeah. There's points in this, bud. There's points in this for sure. And, and then, then Lewis heard, is like, okay. And then you heard, and then you saw it, and then he's like, oh, this the pace in this car is all right. <laughs> I can have. I remember. Points. I remember how this feels. I'm and a I champion. Think, I think it took that, and I think we they ta- they touched on this on the race as well. But I want to go in a little bit deeper. Is like, um, we really can't. Like, I still have lingering thoughts and feelings about what happened last year. Go on. With, more. <laughs> with with in Abu Dhabi with with literally oh, having yeah. your, your his eighth world title ripped out of his hands. Yeah. So I can't even imagine the unbearable and unrelenting feeling that he has. Especially starting Still. the season with that car. And, and then the, yeah, and then you you come and you're you're like I got to mentally overcome that. And the car just doesn't feel you, right. And then you get in the car and you find out yeah. that you're you're now a second deficit to that guy. Yeah, that's got to be hard. That's I mean. And I don't think that Lewis has ever given up. I don't think he knows how to give up. No, no. Entirely. I mean, he's, he's a professional. They and all even, are. They're all going to press on. Even in him saying, let's give up on this race, that's him saying, let's give up on this race so that we have more later on. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and then, but then you heard that switch to that old Lewis toward the end of the race. He was like, how many laps are left? What's the gap? And he started, he went from being reactionary to his circumstances to being that man of action. He took control. And you watched him literally take control during that race. And then I th- and I think we needed that. He needed that. The team needed that. Yeah. Like the us as fans, I'm excited. I needed to hear that 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 tone, that action, that that part of Lewis back. And I think that's a very exciting position to be in moving forward. For the rest of the season, it, it is fun watching him come from the back. Whether or not he's, I, I don't think he's a title contender, but he's going to now have an ex, much more of an. He can, he, he's going to play much more of a part in the deciding of who is going to win this world title, because let's not forget that any points that Mercedes takes is points away from Max or or Leclerc. Charles, yeah, I, I, th- I think science is going to come on. I think he's going to figure it out he here. He does he's, tend to do better toward the later end of the season, and Leclerc tends to falter. Or in 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 recent past, he has faltered, and and Leclerc does just like many drivers. It does. It doesn't take a lot to tip to knock the sandcastle over. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And and like I mean, or like a what is it? The um, straw that broke the camel's back, or you know, like. It it it's so interesting what little thing could could derail your season and and really cause you to go, I, I what what can I overcome what can't I overcome, and it's it's it really is a mental sport in that oh, more, much sure. more than any other sport because well, I I don't I appreciate what you're saying there but there's no way for us to know. You know, I just think from <laughs> seeing it, yeah. Like you look at you look at what's happening with Botas this season versus last season. You look at there. You look at what's happening to Daniel Ricardo. You look at uh, Danny Rick. You know, Danny you, Rick. You Come on, at, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I know. I know. There's on, sometimes there's not they, where people they're like. I mean, I guess it happens in baseball. The pitchers and stuff they call it the yips or whatever. But it's like where you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm doing everything I've always done, and it, what's happening? Well, you know? you're right, though. It is the mental game, but I mean, yeah. it does happen in every sport. I mean, the big part of training is the mental training for a, an elite athlete of any sport. But I think, I think, you know, I think of golf. I think yeah. of tennis. I think of, but, but there is a difference when it's just you out there, right? right. Like if you're no, on a no team one's coming sport, to save there's you. no huddle. Yeah, there's no, yeah. you know. Yep. Let's call a break to the pitcher. Let me have the. <laughs> let's go talk. Let's take a couple breaths together. It's. Yep. This is it, man. Yep. And so, <laughs> um. Okay. So it's it's definitely a very. I think I think this race for sure marked a very big turning point for Mercedes. But we do have lots of upgrades to come. Yes. We have lots of racing to happen still. But I do. This was the first race that we actually saw measurable gains. We saw them coming to grips with that. Um, understanding the problem to then for be able to really tackle it and address it and improve upon it, and a hint that there is time and 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 downforce to come. 
And, uh, but it's, it's, it was that tonal change in Lewis toward the end of the race. That was cool. Um, I, that, that gives me, this is the first race where like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, they got it. They got it. This was the first race where I'm like, they, there's something going to happen now. Um, last point on, on Mercedes to you, Matt, you got anything? I'm I'm really happy to see them. We have to talk about that. It was that Lewis was on for fourth, but he had to drop back. Um, (laughs) Because because both um, Mercs had overheating issues, and from from early on, lap eleven or something, yeah, I think it was George. They were telling George to lift and coast as early as lap eleven, like, S- something something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really excited to see Mercedes is back. They look strong. They look confident. Um, they they are not overconfident. They know where they're at. They know what they need to do. Um, you know. But yeah, that's how science ended up being splitting the the Mercs. Is that it was it was they yep. they were, the message to Lewis was race critical, <laughs> lift and coast as much as possible. And that started for them on lap eleven with George getting that warning early. I think it it was it wasn't until it was pretty late in the the lap in the race for Lewis. But he had did he did right, come from nineteenth. Right. So yeah. he asked a lot of that engine. He and was it, flogging that car. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he just he just sprinted that whole race. <laughs> Okay, now to my boy Bowie, P6, which is a disappointing result. For, yeah. But doesn't that highlight how much progress Alfa Romeo Sauber has made this season where we're six and finishing but just behind the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton is a disappointment. He is an exciting driver to watch. He's very strong. Let's pause again for that. Sure. <laughs> P six is a disappointment. I know for an Alpha Romeo, and that's where I'm going. And what? <laughs> and what? Man, they really got to figure out what's happening with with Joe's car. Is this his second DNF for Joe in two races? I think that's true. Yeah, like they they really could be a lot higher in the constructors too if they can just figure out what's happening with that with that other Alpha. They're currently in fifth place in the constructors, just behind McLaren. And that's with with DNFs. It's been a challenging year for some drivers where they just technical difficulties are just keeping them out of a race, which really does suck for Joe because I think he's apps he like when when the car <laughs> beneath him is working, he's having a fantastic rookie season, right? And I'd I love think, to see more of that. And I think it's kind of a shut up. I'm not just here because of my ethnicity, my my ethnicity, and we're trying to tap into the Chinese market. Yeah, I'm a I'm, damn I'm a damn fine racing driver. And I think it's really cool, and I think Botas has really, like, I think it's one of the things that's really playing up to his success is getting to play that team lead role. And it's got to be exciting for him yeah, after supporting f- Lewis for years. Well, well, but for being the supporting driver and being that number two and, and just the uncertainty of always having a one-year contract, yeah. always not knowing... And the Finns historically have great drivers coming out of their country. For a country that has a, less people than New York City, yeah, to be represented, I think they're that, they're not like they're in the top three most world ti- world championships. Yeah, think think about all the drivers or or drivers that were, you know, from Finland or our parents were from Finland or yeah. whatever. But but I mean, like honestly, they have they fantastic. have like. Racing like racing leagues is like little league in Finland. Like yeah. they, they have like <laughs> their driver's license is. An arduous takes, thing. I think it takes two years. It's like two years, and to, I think it's like thousands, like six thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a um, big undertaking to learn how to drive in Finland. We're way off place, but it's it's. I think it's. I think it. We do love Botas, and it is really exciting to see him do so well. And I am so excited for him in Monaco. He he has been saying since race one, since like since uh, preseason testing, he can't wait for Monaco, and then he thinks that's going to be their track. And I think I can see it. I really, I could God, see it. I would love an upset like that. I would yeah. love to see just shake the whole field up. Oh my God. They get both so cars cool. working. And, and I won't have him on my 10. grid rival team. I had, I had, cause I signed him for a five year deal. And oh, so I have to five, is, five uh, race. Yeah, yeah. Five race deal. So I had to, I had to drop him <laughs> on both of my, the race league and the Americans guide league. So I won't have him on either. That's so challenging, right? That, that whole race league. Yeah, I, I love it. It's so fun, but it's highly dependent on my drivers finishing the race. Yeah, 
<laughs> you know, you get your your strong drivers, and then you got a little cash left over. So yeah, you get someone in the back of the field, I and think then I they had, just DNA. I think I, had, I think I have Latifi because I had to. But yikes! I was like, yeah, but hey, whatever. <laughs> hey, he's he's driving a Formula One car, and I'm not. Yeah, he's a hell of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fantastic driver too. Um, so Botas, I really think he was let down, and I think, um, he. People really, under, I think, Botas is really underestimated in, I'm, I don't think he's an underestimated driver, but he's definitely an underestimated strategist. And in what way do you mean that? Like, well, what like do you mean? he, there was multiple times when he was at Mercedes where he would question the strategy and he's like, I, I, I think that stop was too early. I'm having better pace on these tires and I, I, there's no reason we should be coming in. There's no reason for this. And that happened this race too, where he was questioning the two strap strategy. He's like, I don't think this is the right call. I have, I have pace. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking last night about this, about the drivers are so in tune with their car. They're so in tune with their tires. They're feeling them change lap for lap. They're feeling the things melt under them, go away, come on, whatever, come up to temp, go off temp. And then you have the strategists who are just putting this all together live. And they have the hardest job because they have a plan, I'm sure, a plan B, a plan C, whatever, different strategies, strap five, strap four. No. But they're doing this all on the fly. It's like putting a magic show on, like live. Two things that are um, amazing about this is, um, I think, I mean, it is, they do have, they have teams. It's not one dude with a, a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a mission control room on another continent in this case <laughs> not continent because that's Europe but an, in in England or so, or if, well I guess it for for them it would be in Italy but they're getting real time updates to these places in less than a second oh so they're not calling this from the race no. track side no, no, from no. the paddock no no this, this is like their, their main strategy teams are usually in their home offices that seems crazy to me right you know when we talk about like wall street trades have to be yeah. faster than the next guy it's like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to be trackside calling them i just think it's a, it's a budget issue uh, you can't bring that many people with you all the time like, it's it's incredible what they do yeah they they just pack up these cities and just like and, oh, see you next week and and they're like well it's i mean it's less than a second it's fine you know <laughs> um yeah. but he they i do like Botas called it that the three stop was going to be faster and he knew that and they stuck to their two stop and it really cost them. I I mean Botas could have been on the podium I, with a two stop. I really I'm, I'm with you on have. that call for sure. He really could have beat George. He's strong enough. That 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 Alfa Romeo is as I think is as fast I definitely was as fast at Spain as the Mercedes and I think they and there's been several instances with with I think Alfa Romero, Alfa Romero just not being accustomed to these podium decisions, like or, they've been where they're in the getting close for yeah. so long, yeah. and Botas has he's been in these situations for six years. He knows what it feels like to be on that podium, <laughs> on that podium, yeah. and, and 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 I think some of these times they just really do need to li learn to listen to that that experience, that real experience. Because a model is only a model, right? Like when they said to Lewis, "Hey, we think points are on offer here," like they can they can literally run the models and 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 find that out. But there's 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 still that the the butt sensors. It's live, you know. It's yeah, live. You have to go live, and that's that's the whole thing I was talking about with the, with the strategists. They just have to, you know, connect with their driver and listen more or whatever. Like I don't know, I'm not on the team, but it sounds like. The hardest job. They have the hardest job. And they can make or break a championship, you know? Yeah. So I think there's some definitely some growing pains there and some stuff to to um to to sort out and because they are they have on several occasions left points for Botas and they're definitely leaving points on points on the on the floor with Joe. Like you got to to finish first, first you have to finish, as Murray Walker used to say. <laughs> That's a great quote. So and well, and once they can really sort that out, I think we have some really exciting um, stuff to come for Alpha Romero. And like, and I'm, like you I'm said, here for it. let's look forward to Monaco this yeah. weekend. This is you know we're on the eve of so pre practice three. So if if you haven't locked in your lineup, I would suggest picking up Botas. I just <laughs> was going to say that.
Moving on to another guy that deserves more credit than I think he's getting this season is Esteban Ocon. Yeah. Um, I think both him and Alonso are really stuck in this. They're one of those teams that fully haven't realized the potential of their car. They've definitely hovered around that fourth or fifth fastest car all season long, but they just seem to struggle with putting it together on a race over a full race weekend. And he finished seventh. Yes, seventh and just behind ninth, ninth overall leaderboard. But you, I remember seeing their pace at Saudi Arabia. Um, like they, that car is quick, but I think again, it they're still really they're struggling with single lap pace and race pace, and finding that balance of that setup for that car. Um, and then I think Alonso's like there's some questionable things from Alonso that's costing them points with penalties as well. Um, but all in all, still putting in solid results for a team. I'm just, I still think we're lacking a real full come together on that team. Yeah. And I think some of that comes down to the shakeup of the team principal role and just for everybody finding their place in their footing and, and really coming to grips. But I, I do still see a very good upward trajectory for that car and that team moving forward. Yeah. The, at the end of the day, it goes beyond the driver. I mean, it is every last person on that team is yeah. hugely important. And some, some of these people, we never learn their names. You know, they just Didn't go home. They at have night. some pit stop things too that cost Alonzo. Um, it's in Spain. Yeah. Uh, not that I recall, but that's doesn't mean it. Alonso had a, some a great battle with uh, Vettel, didn't Vettel, he? Yeah, he had an unbelievable pass early yeah. on. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, it was through uh, <laughs> just down the straight. Yeah, just juked him left and came right, just real hard. Just a, a nice racing move. And then we're getting ahead of it. We split the guy <laughs> who split the two Alpines. The Mister, like just mad respect. To uh, Lando Norris, who is struggling with tonsillitis. Under the weather, yeah, that sounds challenging. I like, like, can't imagine. It's already hard enough to breathe. It's hot. Think of, like, you know, ton- I've never had tonsillitis, but I would imagine that would make your neck kind of sore. Every, everything right? about it. Everything about not being in top form for race day must be just terrifying. Like, and then to and then to put a P8 in, to put <sighs> that car into the points. So, such a talented driver. Uh I just really want to see him in a car that's consistently, like, in, like, I would, I, I think he has a long, long-term long deal at Mercedes, or at McLaren, though. Is that right? I'm I'm pretty sure so can it those, was, like, a three- or four-year deal. And are they locked in, or can they trade those, like, like other sports? Do we There's, know about that? I mean, you can you can break contract and have to, like, you buy it out or deal pay or with whatever. the yeah. whatever lawsuit or penalties <laughs> that come with that. That's right. definitely happened. Alonzo, that happened with Alonzo um, when he left Renault the first time. There's there's things, but there's also like clauses that they'll put in. Like there there a lot certain race teams will have like a performance clause. Like like for like they've they've said that there isn't one for Sebastian's contract at um aston martin but it's like hey you let me believe like i came to this team because you told me x y and z was going to happen and that hasn't happened and i i'll give you this amount of time performing at this level and if it if it goes past that 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 gets me out of this contract that's been the hardest thing for me this this season is we have such great talent and such like actual champions yeah from the past that just don't have the equipment to do it and and it's like yeah. I I could see Vettel being a champion. I could see Alonso being a champion. Lando, Lando, huge, huge driver right now for sure. But Lando Norris a is, is a potential world, yeah, world world I, champion. I think yeah. it's in it. It just like, but I think honestly, I think George is a world champion. Yep. I think Norris is a world champion. Leclerc, Sainz, Gasly, they can all do it. They uh, can all do it if they Albon. Get ch- I mean, you don't like. You don't get to that sport. You aren't there by an accident for the most of them. Money, yes, <laughs> but <laughs> names, your last name. Um, but uh, there is, you know, they're all fantastic drivers, but there are real, we do have, I think, one of the most competitive fields the sport has ever seen. That, that's how I felt at the beginning of the season. I was very excited for the, Botas? Mid, the midfield. Like, how did I not podium? say Botas? I mean, Ricardo. <laughs> yeah. Ricardo should have a world title. He really, really yeah. should have a world yeah. title. He should have gotten it at Red Bull. I just think he's like, he's the Weber. He's just like Weber, where just there's sometimes you're the right driver at the wrong time. 
And it seems Bo-tosh. like he always trades teams. Dan- Danny Rick, he, he's kind of traded teams at the wrong time when someone comes on. That was like, a reliability oh. thing, though. <laughs> yeah, like he he felt he felt forced out of Red Bull. Yeah, and that's understandable. I mean, too. there was that season, but the season before he he didn't he, when he left Red Bull. You had Max, his younger, less experienced rookie teammate, leading the world, you know, fighting for a world championship, pseudo-Lee, while you're DNFing in seven races in one season. And that just speaks? Like, I'm sorry, I would leave too. Uh, that that seems way more than just happenstance yeah, and I reliability. Yeah, Like, there's no way to, to talk my mind out of that. But none know? of us can tell the future, right? Yeah. So that's that just speaks to the reliability of this sport. And any any given Sunday, any one of them can DNF. Any single team, driver, doesn't matter if they're the best in the world, Charles, uh, this season so far. And then, you know, just take it in the turbo. Yeah. Poor guy. But See you in Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> Home turf. So up next to the prince. So then, moving on after Alonso, we had Sonoda finishing out the points, which I think Sonoda again is having a quiet, very but quiet, yet productive. Um, I mean, he's he's ahead of Gasly. So many young drivers are super talented and just haven't quite gotten there yet, but they're learning so much. Yeah, I mean, Lewis talks about things that he's learned along along the way over the years, where oh, he, yeah, he just I mean, knows for sure. There's things that you can't be taught. It's all no. practical learning. No, no, no. But then, but then you, you, you. Then a lot of that will go out the window when you're in a completely new regulation, or a new course, or a new car, or a new anything. I mean, it's just so many, so many variables. Um. So Sonoda's Sonoda's uh, three points ahead of Gasly over the season and is just performing much more consistently. I know they've had uh, reliability issues with um, the Alfatari. Um, which is a real shame because Gasly's coming off such a hot year. Yeah, I had high hopes for um, this season. Maybe still, maybe they well, unlock something. But there's still there's they they said this season was the telltale sign if there's another position for him back into the Red Bull. But no, I unfortunately no. think that why would they leave? Why would they get rid of Perez when Perez is that, doing yeah so well? Is an incredible driver, and I honestly don't think that Gasly needs the Red Bull drive anymore i don't i don't know if that's really the right path but um moving on man we gotta move on um sebastian vettel um p11 i think he had a decent race but i think i think everybody would had a lot more expectations for the upgrades that they brought their red bull ripoff i thought they were going to be top six seven something but i think that just goes to show that you can't always just buy or you can't you cannot just buy success in this sport. Like you can, but it, it's gonna take it it's you have to do what he what Lawrence said he was going to do. You have to put the work in. You have to. You can't just like that's where the business side doesn't doesn't roll over, is that you I mean, I think Lawrence is so used to just being able to throw money at a problem and it going it away. <laughs> Make that, it work. <laughs> Make that, it work. That's not physics, yeah. man. That doesn't like that's not that's not gonna work here. And I think that's showing time and time again. Yep. And we I was gonna put this in the news session, but we'll just we'll just talk about it now that there is uh, you know, Horner, Krabby B. Horner has launched an independent investigation to see if there was any like wrongdoing um with because basically what happened is Aston Martin hired a bunch of ex-Red Bull designers, and then the d- the design looked an awful lot like a Red Bull design. And he he's saying that they stole intellectual property. <laughs> it does look identical to but, the eye, but, but I'm sure but, there's plenty going on there. But the FIA, like all these teams, had to submit these plans to the FIA for scrutiny, and they have months telemetry and months and months data, simulator data, yeah. wind tunnel data, and they've cleared this. It's not. New to the FIA, it's just new to us. And but it but it and it shouldn't be new to Christian Horner. And to play this bullshit like, look at dude, he's just trying to don't you think put himself on the news more because uh, he's such a freaking like, look at me, look at me, I want to be on TV. That was my I'm thought. Just just give us something to talk about, you know. <laughs> I, I just you know not here for one it. One more topic to kick around. Yeah, so we can move on from that. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't in the think clear. there there is an investigation going. You should be made aware of that, but I wouldn't make anything I, of it. I thought I thought they had already cleared it. Uh I don't I don't 
think so. Oh. I, not that not this was the last time I had looked into it was on Tuesday, so I don't know. Did you see this headline about cool fuel? Speaking of James Horner. No. They both came out of the pit with like cold oh, fuel. Did you see this? Yeah. I didn't read it. It was just like Wait, a blur. Wasn't that, that was for Miami though, wasn't it? That wasn't uh, for here. Well, when did they, the Red Bulls just came out oh. late, late onto this field, like with six seconds left to close pit lane. Was that here or was that Miami? I think you're thinking of Aston Martin, not Red Bull. I'll have to look into it. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know more about this, but it's fine for those listening at home. They can look into the cool. Fuel that incident. was that was Aston Martin. That was Miami. Oh, they okay. had to start from the pit lane. I, I thought because if well, their the fuel can't be below a certain temperature, because if the fuel is carrying a lower temperature, it carries more combustion potential. Yeah, I think the thing I saw was they were working on that rear wing of the Red Bull until like the final moments of pit lane, and so they were like ticking away, mm. and and both of them came out late. But I don't know. I, I need to look into that a little more if I care that much. But okay. So then we have Danny Rick, who did start ninth and finished twelfth. I just think it's just not happening. Yeah, what happened? I, yeah, I don't it's such I don't, high hopes for I, those guys. I don't know what I I don't know, and I don't really want to kick a guy while he's down. But I I hey, if Danny Danny Rick is out there listening, I still love Danny Rick. Yeah, no, for sure. Can but you, I just don't I don't Rick. know how much longer he can sit here, sit there and and not deliver, and still keep that seat. It's it's gotta be. And there was the, the slip mind. up where, well, you are on a three year deal, and he was like, "Whoa," and he I didn't saw, really answer that. to that. Yeah, he's like, "Well, we'll talk later this season, or something." So like that. Yeah. later this summer, I think was because because honestly, to be fair, his salary is a lead driver salary. Yeah, he's expensive. And <laughs> to make that shirt, Danny Rick is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> But when you have when you have Oster Piastri just sitting there, would, would you know which would be a criminal criminality to never make it into the sport? But yeah, let's just say <laughs> he's got to perform. And we did briefly touch on Gasly, um, so we'll just move straight on to Schumacher, another person who is just. Where where do I, I I he's just not performing off the start he had a tremendous start he up to sixth place I think yeah. P six and he qualified in qualified the top ten well. I, you know is it just he's young he's a new newer driver he's learning he's he, just kind of finding he's his not, way but he's not yeah I mean he so, he is a rookie he's not a rookie and yet he's being outscored by a rookie yeah. And his his where did he finish? He finished fourteenth, P fourteen. Guan Yu Zhou in his rookie season has a point. Mick Schumacher, <laughs> Mick Schumacher in his sophomore season zero, zero points. points. And in an in an, in a somewhat equally competitive car at certain places. <laughs> Nico almost has a point. Yeah, almost, and he's not not going to drive again to the season. You know, I'm having to scroll all the way up to P ten. And the constructors to see Kevin Magnuson sitting there with 15 points in the same car. K Mag has had one hell of a year, and though. he had, and he had, and wasn't even racing in the F1 car last year. Yeah, so don't don't give me that. It's it's him not not getting the results he needs to get, and whether or not that's his fault. Like in Miami, it still comes down to you, and you're the driver driving the car. And the team is doing what the team needs to do to get you the equipment to get there. And now it's up for you to deliver in the race. I don't care what your last name is. Sorry. K-Mag. What does that guy do? What does K-Mag do if he has a Ferrari or if he has like a top tier? Well, clearly just crash former world title, world championships, (laughs) and Uh, also throw away points over stupid things because he's doing that too. He's causing the team points and money with his recklessness. This and is hard know, to watch these incidents where they yeah. complain. They go, oh, he knew exactly what he was doing. Nobody is trying to hit you well, in these multi-million dollar missiles. In, but I've seen instances where he is trying to hit. Well, maybe he's he projecting. He ran into the side of Stroll in Miami. Maybe he's projecting. So, <laughs> Wait, Lance Stroll wasn't the one that caused the incident? <laughs> no. It, they were, there was battle <laughs> yeah. uh, on previous laps. We talked about this on the last podcast. Yeah. We don't have time to do it again, but... He's causing, he's costing that team results. And again, maybe it's that they're so unfamiliar with being in a points finishing car and a, in a uh, high to midfield car 
that they're just reverting to their comfort zone of being bad and finishing outside of the points. Yeah. But they really need to get that shit together. He's just he's just trying to wring everything out of that car that he possibly can. There's that, like, no pressure, I'm going to do everything, but maybe dial it back 3%. Well, man. they say, you know, driving the car on the limit, he's, like, slightly over the I limit. I think he's... Oh. And then I think he's, he's like, uh, we didn't say this and we should have, but... There's that point, and I am this way, so I can't really critique them while I can from sitting here at the nice, lovely coffee table with flowers and this perfectly clear headspace of analytics. But there is that, like, when you're in the moment, you only know to just, ah, get crazy and do whatever I can to get the result. And I think that happens to Magnuson a lot. You hear it on his radio when he's when he's in these contact situations, when he's in these battle situations, it's, ah, Everybody is that way. George no. was that way with Botas when he turned into him. I mean, it's clearly George's fault. And George yeah. goes, "Oh, he he moved into me." And what was his last well, year? I think when there's when there's incidences, right, that take both people out of the track, off the track, that allows you for that. But then when you're when you can salvage your race and you don't, that's a that's you needing to calm down and get back to business. Yeah, I mean, Checo and George had contact yeah. turn one, and we barely noticed. You wouldn't no, have noticed yeah. if you didn't go back and look at it. And, and, and they just can, carried on and look at the race they both had. They just turned it up. So I think there's, they're just, they just, it's again, you, you gotta, you gotta accept the position that you're in and start changing the way you're driving to fit that position and get the results for the team so that you can move that team up the grid. And let me just say, I like, that's one of the things I really love about Formula One is, and, and some of my friends disagree. They say they all wish they had the same cars, kind of like other motorsports, but I really like, this parody that happens year over year where different teams come on stronger because they've done some research that changed something here well, and there. And I, I don't, I mean, I do want to see the field come back together. I hate that we have things like the big three at front and the rest of the, the best of the rest. I do want to see, but I think we're getting to the point this year where at certain racetracks specifically, we will see upsets happen. I mean, we saw it last year. We saw it with Gasly's win. We saw it with, with Danny's win in, in Monza, there are these instances where these okay. lesser teams are breaking through, but that's been engineered by the sport over years, and they're still trying to bring that down with spending caps. and. Yeah, so, so think about flipping that, though. Think about taking a, a driver like Max or Charles and putting him in like a, a midfield car, and what do they do with it? I bet they wring more power out of it. I bet they but get only, more time. only what? can come out of it yeah like i do also think that if you put if you put alex albon in a mercedes he would win but or the, he would finish where the mercedes should finish the like cre the cream rises to the top yeah and there's a reason those drivers are at those teams but, though but i know? don't think if you put magnus in there he would do that i don't think if you put mick there he would do that i don't think if you put Danny there he would do maybe that. and maybe not we'll never know you know like you there know? are there are drivers, like, that's what I'm saying. They're not good enough to be like, there. Is the, they're is the not point. performing at the level of their car that they're in now. Right. Ask any one of these guys and say, would you like a Ferrari contract? And I bet most, 100%, most any one of them would 100%, take it. 100%. But they're still only going to perform to the level that's what that I'm they're saying. going to perform right, to. Right, right, right. But they're, so that because concludes you look my at, point is there's a reason yeah. those drivers are at those teams right now. Sure, but, but, so we're always but there's gonna have not those. a good reason why Alex Albon is at the team he's at. Well, that maybe, there's a, there's the we'll flip see. to that right. because maybe we'll see next year. <laughs> no, because you look at it, he is definitely outperforming that car. No question. He is put. He was doing what George was doing previously, where he's saying, "Okay, this car maybe should finish here, but I'm going to put it here." Yeah, he's now you know? feeling good with this thing. And now that, we can. And that does also cycle into your point that there is a little bit that the driver can do to overcome or to to to, to position itself to be in the right place. But it's not you're never we're not gonna see a Williams on the podium this year. Not without fifty percent of the field crashing. <laughs> you know, like it's just There's not no I'm, I'm with you on that. It, just but we happen. could easily see uh Alfatari or an Alfa Romero or McLaren yep. or you know, like though there is that has I would changed. love to see Botox. But you go back just to twenty nineteen, that wasn't gonna happen. Oh yeah. You know? Not sure. without significant Misfortunes. So, so our midfield this year, I think, has a lot most more most competitive parity. midfield yeah. in the history of the sport. There is, there's been races where we've had less than a tenth of a second separating um, P five to P fifteen. 
I think it was so at exciting. Miami. That's so exciting. Like it was at Miami where we were seeing hundreds of a second get you out of Q2 and Q3. Like we're talking hundreds, not tens, hundreds. Qualifying next week. Tomorrow? Oh my God. Is that's gonna, the uh, race. Like, are you guys tuning into the it's Saturday? Going to that's be what I've so been saying exciting. to all the people I talk to at the shop that come in there. I know Oof. F1 fans is like, oh, Saturday race this weekend. Is everybody at home <laughs> this excited for Monaco? Because it's just such an iconic um, race. So we still have Stroll, Latifi. We, we touched on <laughs> Magnuson, Albon, and Joe. I don't really have anything to say about Stroll and Latifi. Um, There's nothing. They're Canadians. They're, they're not doing. They're both there because of who they are. I'm, not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. So F1 news. I don't think I have any. Actually, really, any big F1 news. Um. Other than it's Monaco, baby. That, we're, we're that's here it. For that. I think everybody's so geared up. I mean, it's only 312 miles. Yeah. <laughs> from their last race. I mean, take off and. Looking at flights from one place to the other, and they said it's like four hours. I was yeah. like, there's no way. There's no way. It's got to be like an hour and a half. Yeah. Hour and a half flight. <laughs> but you could drive there in six hours and 43 minutes. You could take the train nine yeah. hours. I mean, what an exciting I'm here tour. for it. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm going to be up watching. That would be an uh, exciting few legs of, of races to watch. Qualifying life. Maybe, maybe we'll see, depending on how it goes, maybe we'll do a special qualifying episode again. Um, but... Uh, la- before we do our, our moment with Martin, <laughs> do you have anything else uh, you want to say or add? Oh, there's always plenty that I forget. Yeah. But yeah, no, go for it. What well, do, Matt, it's been, it's been a, a real pleasure having you on the podcast. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for giving up your morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure blast. what I added or uh, so much. what kind of excitement I can bring to the table. I've, but, I've, uh, I've just been sitting here going, oh my God. This coffee you made is really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The flowers look nice. Thanks for the flowers. All right. So, <laughs> so as promised, I'm going to give you your moment with Martin and now to just take us out uh, of this podcast. I just do, do want to say uh, thank you to everybody who's listening. Um, and again, if you have the time to give us a, a subscribe or a like or go ahead and go on to any of your preferred listening platforms and leave us a review, it really, really does help the podcast get to some new ears and grow this community that um, – we have, and I'd also just love to hear from any of you. Um, I'm always open to suggestions and feedback, and who knows, you might get you on the podcast. You should, get, you should get Jimmy back on here. Oh, Jimmy will be back. That guy, on, that sure. guy is a, a champion sure. in his own right. Love that for guy. sure. Um, all right, so thanks again, and here's as promised to close us out our moment with Martin. Bye, guys. Uh, he was ready to take an early shower and go, wasn't he? But uh... that was in reference to Lewis spinning out and the. And boy, I'm sure glad he didn't take that early shower and go. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.